Your Locked On Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Blue Jackets fans, happy Monday. Welcome to Lockdown Blue Jackets. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster. Today's episode is uh, going to be a fun one, I think. Uh, before we get started, I do want to thank everyone for making Lockdown Blue Jackets your first listen of the day. I super appreciate it. I'm having a ton of fun doing this, and I hope that you guys are having fun listening, so I appreciate all of you. Uh, Today we are going to recap the win over Colorado, because that was maybe the most fun I've had in a game since the first 57 minutes of the game against Colorado earlier last week. And also we've got some uh, numbers talk. I had the wonderful Micah McCurdy come on to explain some fancy stuff things to talk about what's going on in Columbus, how sustainable is the kind of play that they are playing at the minute, and we look, take a deeper look at a couple of players as well. So uh, that's later on in the show. But first, we do have to uh, talk about the game against Colorado. Uh, that was a ton of fun. Um, I was not super confident going into it, uh, like I talked about with Chris Michelli. We were down Patrick Line. Uh, they had their starting goalie in. Obviously, we also had our starting goalie in. Uh, Elvis was phenomenal, I thought. 34 saves on 36 shots. Uh, the game kind of was very similar to the game on Wednesday. Uh, right up to the going into the third period, down 2-1. And then it just kind of took off. Uh, Blue Jackets with three unanswered goals, but uh, I guess we'll start We'll start off with Blue Jackets opening the scoring. Uh, Gabriel Carlson with his first of the year, his second career goal ever, I believe. Uh, Igor Chinikov's first NHL point. Super exciting. Uh, Jake Voracek continues his strong play. That's his 10th uh, point. Assist. I believe nine of those are primary assists, which you know that's what we got him for. So that's that's really great. Uh, Andre Burakovsky gets two goals, uh, makes it two one. Uh, that second one was kind of a really annoying goal. Uh, just kind of shouldn't shouldn't have got anywhere near the net. Shouldn't it should have been icing? I think is the general consensus. I'm not sure about that, but. Regardless, it's uh, it's a tough goal to give up, I think. Um, but yeah, like I said, the third period is where it all happens. Uh, Alexander Texier with just a bonkers, weird shot towards the net that somehow goes in. Uh, my personal favourite about this, uh, Elvis Muslikins with his first assist of the season. He was really happy. I was really happy for him. We love goalie points here, so maybe next time he'll he'll get a goal. Uh, and then here's the here's the real the real backbreaker as the three two goal. Cole Sillinger, his third goal in two games against Colorado. Igor Chinikov gets another point. Vasyl uh, Gavrikov uh, the assist on that. He had a, a quiet two point night for Vasyl uh, Gavrikov. 
Um, but Cole Sillinger makes it 3-2 to two on just a absolutely bonkers bonkers goal. Um, just a lot of a lot of fun. He's so much fun to watch, that kid. Um, there's a very good clip on that's going around Twitter about the Colorado Avalanche announcers being like, man, we are glad that we won't have to face Cole Sillinger again this year. And I'm like, yes, good. That's my child. Um, Oliver Bjorkstrander gets the empty netter. That's his fifth of the season. Uh, Boone Jenner gets his first assist and seventh point of the season because, sure, I guess. Um, and that's kind of that's kind of all she wrote. The the Cole Sillinger goal I should mention came at eighteen fifty eight of the third period. So with a minute and two seconds left in regulation, the go ahead goal, and then thirty seconds later was the empty netter. Like what a what a backbreaking way for for Colorado to lose because they they looked really good. They looked better than they did on Wednesday. I thought, um, despite the fact that they didn't come out of it with a point this time, um, Blue Jackets outshot them again, which. If they could keep that going, that would be great. Um, but yeah, the the story of that game, I think, is is Cole Sillinger just continues continues to impress. Uh, he looked fantastic. I thought um, the penalty kill was was strong. The power play did not register a goal. Um, just a really really solid game. For the Blue Jackets, I thought, maybe maybe their most solid game so far this season and against, you know, an opponent like Colorado, as, you know, I talked about it, this was a, a two-game series that I was not super looking forward to, but we came out of it with all four points. Uh, we are 7-3 and three in our first 10 games, which, you know, I was surprised as anyone. I could have very easily seen us being 3-7. and seven. Um, Meanwhile, Colorado is now 4-5-1. and one. Uh, after that, they came into it at four and four. We came into it five and three. I will, I will take that uh, any day of the week, basically. Um, coming up in a minute, we'll talk a little bit more about uh, the good and the bad of the game. There is much more of the former than the latter. But first, I've got to tell you about Direct TV. Does it sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favourite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbour's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle, and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favourites together like never before, so you can watch your favourite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. I mean, no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again, and here's the best bit, there is no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com, that is D-I-R-E-C-T-V.com. Compatible device required, content varies by package. Welcome back to Lockdown Blue Jackets. Uh, thank you once again for making us your first listen of the day. I super appreciate it. So, good things about this game. I've kind of touched on them already, but for me, a, a really good thing here is depth scoring. Gabriel Carlson gets his first, obviously. You know, that's a big deal. Texier gets a goal. Uh, Sillinger gets a goal. Uh, obviously, Bjorkstrand getting a goal is not quite as as impressive because, you know, he does that like he's supposed to. But getting a goal from... 
the bottom six, or, you know, the, the bottom line with, with Alexander Texier, and then um, Carl Salinger, 18 years old, he's got four goals in the NHL already, three of them came against Colorado, like I mentioned previously, you know, that's, that is what is going to lead to success for this team, you know, there was a big thing about scoring by committee last season, and, you know, for the previous few seasons with Columbus, and I don't know that they ever really did that to the extent that they're doing it right now. Obviously, you know, you look to your Bjorkstrands, uh, your Lyonnais, your Voraceks to be the big scorers, your Wierenskis, for example. You know, you're not necessarily looking at Gabriel Carlson to, to score a goal. You're not necessarily looking at guys like Vladislav Gavrikov to have two assists on the night. But the fact that we are getting that is a really good sign, I think. Um, and that's something that I hope we can continue uh, into into next weekend. Obviously, the Blue Jackets have got a few days off now. Their next game is uh, on Friday night against Washington. That should be a pretty big test. Uh, Washington looking okay. We'll do a little bit more of a, a deep dive into how they're doing. Uh, five, two, and four on the season. Uh, Alex Ovechkin deciding, has decided that he's going to break uh, Wayne Gretzky's goal record this season, I guess. Um, but apart from that, it, uh, it'll be interesting to see how we play against them. Uh, we have not been great against divisional opponents so far this season. Uh, we beat New Jersey. We lost to New York Rangers. We lost, we beat the Islanders. We lost to Carolina. And that's kind of all we've, all we've done for, um, divisional rivals so far. So if we can pick up and, you know, do the, the depth scoring thing, especially as well with Patrick Laine being out uh, for the next four to six weeks. Um, you know, we'll need guys who are not Laine to score or pick up points. I know Laine hasn't scored a ton so far this season, but he has been pretty good at picking up assists. Uh, you know, so we're going to need guys like Bjorkstrand to continue scoring, and then we're going to need guys like... Texier, like Sillinger, like Eric Robinson, to pick up and and you know do do goals as well to do the scoring thing. Um, if you look at the the team stats as well, uh, it's it's looking pretty good. We've got three players that have ten points or more, and then you know I think. Everyone on the team except uh, Kukan, Bokrist, Stenland, and Bayreuther are the only players without points so far this season. Um, of those guys, you know, I think Bokrist has played the most games, and he's only played five or six. He's played five games so far this season. Um, you know, you'd hope that when he comes back, he scores a little more, but you're not looking at guys like Dean Kukan or Gavin Bayreuther to score. Um... Stenland, I don't imagine, will play a ton this season. I thought he looked fine uh, in the in the game on Saturday night, but I'm not expecting a ton from him, especially since Max Domi will likely be back after next weekend's games. So, scoring by committee. It's, it's good. I like it. I hope we can continue it. Uh, but I would also like to see maybe some more offense from Oliver Bjorkstrand. Not that I think he's been uh, slacking, necessarily, but he has 10 points less than the league lead, and I think it would be neat 
if he decided to just take over. Um, it's not going to happen, but it would be it would be fun, I think. Um, in terms of other good things, uh, I've talked a lot about how the power play is pretty good, but the penalty kill needs to be better. They flipped that this game. Uh, four out of four on the penalty kill, which is great. Uh, zero for four on the power play, uh, which surprised me a little bit. Again, with what with Colorado, um, but on the other hand, their power play has been really bad this season. I think they're like 28th in the league or something, so that probably helped. Um, it would have been nice if we'd scored one on the power play, but if you're scoring four goals, three of them against, you know, a, a goalie even strength, then I'm not not super upset. Um, but yeah, for the most part, pretty pretty good game. It took them a minute to get their feet under them, but I was I was really impressed. Let's uh, let's hope that they can, like I said, keep that going as they go into face Washington, and then I think the Devils are uh, our opponent on Sunday. Uh, later on this week, we'll do some some previews of the Capitals and the Devils, because we haven't faced either of them yet this season. Uh, and that's kind of all, all I've got for that game. Just a ton of fun. Ten, ten out of ten. Um, in a minute, we'll uh, have a little bit of conversation from Micah McCurdy about uh, the underlying stats for the Blue Jackets and how worried we should be. But first, I've got to tell you about Built Bar. I've also got to tell you about Built Bar, because Built Bar is, is back, it's been back, it's still delicious, it's still excellent, and uh, the holiday is coming up, and that means it is the perfect time for Built Bars. Built Bar is the new holiday dessert, you can feast on something delicious and feel good about it. Uh, one slice of pie has upwards of 300 calories, and that's, you know, a really small piece of pie. Most Built Bars are only 130 calories, and only 4 grams of sugar, with plenty of protein. Replace that coconut cream pie with a coconut built bar, or go for a raspberry built bar instead of raspberry pie. There are a ton of good flavors at built bar that you can replace any pie with. They are low calorie, low carb, low fat, high protein. They are covered in 100% real chocolate. Built bar is a great option for when you're hungry. If Thanksgiving isn't coming soon enough for you, go for a built bar or two. And there is nothing like a built bar Black Friday. Mark your calendar. Black Friday will be a huge event with all sorts of surprises. So go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Once again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. So I think everyone was surprised by the Blue Jackets starting the season 7-3. and three. I know I was. Um, but something that has kind of worried me a little bit has been the underlying metrics. The Jackets have been outshot a lot in these games, but uh, even more than that, taking a look at some of the like fancy stats on the team, uh, it is a little bit, they're playing uh, above their, their means, I think, and I think there's probably going to be some regression. Uh, unfortunately, I am not very good at math, so I thought I would get somebody that is good at math and also good at fancy stats to come and sort of talk through the Blue Jacket, uh, underlying metrics, their fancy stats, things like that. Uh, so I've got uh, Micah McCurdy here. Uh, you probably know him as un uh, Ineffective Math on Twitter. So uh, thanks for thanks for sitting down with me today, Micah. Uh, not at all, Jay. Thanks. Pleased to be here. 
so I guess let's let's kind of start off with the just the the straight up uh, offense and defense shooting percentage. The Blue Jackets, I think, have been outshot in every game except the two that they've just played against the Avalanche. I did not realize it was as bad as it is. Um, so for people who don't really kind of understand stats, could you just kind of go a little bit through the kind of 5v5 offense and defense uh, graphs that you have on HockeyViz? Sure. So uh, the Jackets, like you say, are, are look pretty bad by those sorts of metrics. Um, so just the, the quality and quantity together of the offense that they generate uh, is a little bit below average. The offense actually um, is not as not as weak. It's, it's sort of a bit of both. Um, so about 7% worse than league average um, in terms of offensive generation, which is not, you know, not hideous, but in a league where the, where the full variation is about minus 15% to plus 15%, you know, that's, that's fairly substantial. And then when you combine that with a, a defense of allowing 11% more dangerous shots per hour at five on five um, than the league average, those two things together make for something that's difficult to overcome. Although obviously not, as you see in the results so far this year, obviously not impossible. Yeah, my kind of instinct with this was we're getting really good goaltending. Uh, and also, I feel like we're, we've got a fairly high shooting percentage. Obviously, both of these are likely to regress a little bit. But is that kind of the the feel that you get as well, that we're scoring yeah. a little bit more than we should be and also conceding fewer goals than we should? I agree. Um, it's always slightly tricky to say because, after all, some some players and therefore some teams have better shooters. Um, and so they're, they're going to capitalize on an average quality shot more often. And so those teams will outscore their, their offense generation. And then of course, goaltending is a real thing and, and specific goaltenders will save more than average goaltenders. So you have to, you know, you have to keep an open mind about that, but specifically the shooting, the 23.3 expected goals, all situations generated by the Blue Jackets, but 27 actual goals so far. So over the course of, what, 10 games, that's fairly substantial for extra goals more than you would expect from the underlying pattern of offense that they've been creating. And, and that's, that's sort of in that like unsettling statistical area where on the one hand, the, you, know, you look at those players who are taking those shots and you think, well, there's no particular reason from track record to assume that they would be excellent finishers. And, and finishing, of course, just like goaltending has a very high degree of natural variation. So even average finishers will have bunches where they finish you know, very well and then stretches where they don't. You know, that's what makes them average is that is not that they're always bang on that particular value, but that they are above it as much as they're beneath it. So, you know, on the other hand, you could say, well, you know, maybe some of them, especially some of the younger ones, maybe they are just that good. Uh, so I, I share your, your, I think it's more likely than not that you're going to see some regression on both fronts, given what we know about the quality of the Columbus shooters and the quality of their goaltending, but it might not be completely illusory. I mean, that's, that is good to hear as someone who has kind of been watching this team somehow pull out wins that they in no way should have won. Um, and I do also think that potentially the the finishing is, um, what's the word? It's been inflated 
a little bit by that first game of the season. Obviously, they put eight goals on Arizona. So I would assume that they're probably likely to regress at least a little bit. Um, but right now, I'm just kind of just kind of enjoying it. Uh, I would like to see the, the goaltending just kind of keep being as good as it has been because I do think the Muslikins especially is a phenomenal goaltender um, and it's extremely satisfying to see the the stats kind of back that up. Yeah, and, and Merzlikens is a is a fine example where, you know, he's there's every reason to think that he might well be an above average goalie. So he's been better this season in the in his what six games so far. He's been better than he has shown previously. But it's not like, you know, it, it doesn't look like somebody who's doing something completely um completely new, completely out of character. So you, you know, he's gone from being slightly better than average to this year being considerably better than average. And so, uh, again, for goalies, that might be the kind of thing where, you know, his first six or perhaps 12 games are considerably better than his next 12. And you come in something more similar to what he was before that. But also, you know, he may well have improved a little bit in actual talent. And so for goalies, that takes a long time to, to show statistically. Um, but, you know, Corpusalo is a little bit more surprising where, you know, he doesn't have that that same track record he's been consistently below average coming into this season and so it's not quite as you know you don't have that same ease when you look at his good results this this year although they haven't been that good they've been much more much more average so and that's all i've got for you today tomorrow we will uh listen to some more of my interview with micah about stats and uh how the blue jackets team is playing etc etc uh it's, it's a really fun conversation um micah is super good at explaining things in a way that makes them easy to understand even if like me you are very bad at math um so that is that is tomorrow i have been jay foster you can find me on twitter at underscore jacob foster j-a-k-o-b-f-o-r-s-t-e-r you can find this podcast at LO underscore Blue Jackets. And if you have comments, questions, criticisms, you can email me at lockdownbluejackets at gmail.com. Uh, until tomorrow, make sure you stay locked on.